Blog Talk Radio. You gotta stop. You drive for five seconds. You gotta stop. It is a highway. Yes, it is. Highway. Yeah, it should. It should be like like a highway. The banger dirt I don't know if we can hear you. <laughs> yes, Greg. we can hear him very well. Okay, yeah, all right. I just can't okay. hear him on mine. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So everyone, uh, we have the gracious Craig Nibo on the show tonight. Oh, yeah. hello everybody. Yo, uh, <laughs> talking about his new book that's come out, uh, which is Bieber's Finger. Now, when I originally what? you told me about this, I I thought is this is this whole book about Justin Bieber? They someone chopped off his finger and gave it away. No, I mean that's that's not it. But yeah, oh. yeah. I got I got I got hey! I first started hearing about this on uh on on your on your Facebook post, and I'm like I'm like. Be- I was like, are you are you writing like fan fiction now? What is going on here? Honestly, I'm getting a lot of what the crap, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but hey, yeah. you can you can trust me. No, you no, we do, we do. Um, you put out great stories so far. I mean, come on, KKK zombies. You know, people. Allied zombies for peace. Yeah. I I don't think I recalled laughing that hard in a book. For a book that long, yeah. a long time. Awesome, and it has the KKK in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And if you can't laugh after that, one of the one of the rare zombie books where you're you're actually rooting on on Team Zombie. Yes. 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 Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I won't go on anymore about the whole KKK thing because yeah, but we'll... they're running into problems with their Facebook page. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've seen the news on that. Well, well, more about that later. Here <laughs> yeah. we, we got to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got to remind everyone who we are. Yeah. So this is Revan. This guy named Joe. This is the great and mighty and powerful Lord Flagoon. She's back! Welcome back. 
I or, need a I need a soundbite that says what? <laughs> <laughs> or 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 we could do like and that was must rejoicing. Yay! Yeah. She's been on hiatus for some time. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> she she was stuck in traffic like the rest of us. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we. (laughs) Yeah, this is this this is my theory. Okay, whenever there is snowfall, you know we had a little bit last week. Every it seems like most drivers here, their brain malfunctions. They no longer know how to drive. Even though it's not snowing right now, it's just like there's a possibility no, that it could. They're like yes. like th- th- they see the snowfall, they see this white stuff fall on the ground, and then all of a sudden they just turn into booger from uh, um, Better Off Dead, and they're like, "Do you realize what's falling out of the sky? It's pure snow. Do you know what the street value is on this stuff?" And then they start snorting it. Yep. I can't feel my right arm. Condone snorting snow. <laughs> it is not safe, kids. Don't do it. Um, it's just water. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you this: There's dust. Oh. Don't look at tap water. <laughs> Especially in this state. <laughs> Yeah, don't look at tap water. You think looking at sn- melted snow is bad? Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can believe it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and not to dash all your hopes and dreams, but chocolates. There's a high value of mosquito parts. Well, not only that, yeah. uh, most chocolate you get, you know the, how when it ages you see the white stuff? That's actually eggs. Yeah, there there are microscopic eggs in chocolate, and then as the chocolate ages... They, they, the no. eggs. No. Okay, let's hear it. No, I. Yeah, because you don't you don't see that okay in European the, chocolate. You're okay with those little bumps, but if there's a little wing flapping outside of the chocolate, <laughs> then maybe put it aside. <laughs> Protein. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is see, okay. Now, now you think we're living in the magical this, world of Harry Potter. This just continues well, yeah. to state the fact of prove yeah, why I don't sure like chocolate. chocolate <laughs> so, so the moral of the story is: don't look at anything under a microscope. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hmm. No. Oh yeah. Um, when, Not when, when I'm I was, driving, though. When I was. Yeah. <laughs> when I was uh, during the nights that I, I was, uh, I'd have to drive all the way up to uh, Park City for my job up there, um, and it was blizzard conditions going up Parley's Canyon. And for those not in, um, savvy to the uh, Salt Lake Valley, just imagine like the most terrifying stretch of highway. And then put it at a like you know a thirty degree up slant uphill slant, and then you know dump on about two feet of snow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 
completely blacked out because it was the only way the snowflakes weren't screwing with my vision. Oh. That's when you saw the Mothman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I looked at my rearview mirrors and I saw these red eyes following me. And, and there was a bridge falling down somewhere. Did Richard Gere show up somewhere too? Because Richard, Richard Gere kept yeah. on asking, what's in my hand? And he kept on saying, it's chapstick. I can see that it's chapstick. Yeah. Yeah. All Terrible right. man. So, oh. it, so it said, Bieber's finger. I have to ask, did you just watch a lot, a lot of Justin Bieber like videos? I, I I don't know anything about this Justin Bieber character. All right. <laughs> I um I uh, you know I did a Google search uh-huh. on how many Biebers there are just in America, and there are over five thousand. Oh wow. Biebers just in America. So. Any similarities between the pop star named Bieber in my story and Justin Bieber are purely coincidental. Okay. Well, that, that, <laughs> isn't Justin not, Bieber from Canada, actually? Yeah. Or, yeah. And not once in this book are the words Justin Bieber put together. The name of the character is simply Bieber, and it takes place in the future. Okay. Very nice. That's okay. Oh, so, in any way, it, uh, by any uh, points of logic, Bieber's pretty much pro- uh, Justin Bieber's probably already dead in this universe. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I would think so. <laughs> okay. Before he didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the title inspired the book, though. I was just sitting there one day, and I thought Bieber's finger, and I laughed. <laughs> and then I wrote a book. <laughs> and that's how it, was, it began. It was that quick, huh? It was that. It was yep. I laughed. Went, All right, finger. Give me a computer. <laughs> <laughs> so then, can you give us a synopsis then of Bieber's Finger, your new book? Absolutely. A teen, a super fan teen, witnesses the object of her affection, a pop idol whose name is Bieber, mm-hmm. die in a tragic car bombing. <laughs> in the blast, she catches his finger. Being a futuristic society and with some connections to some of the underground, she arranges to have a clone of Bieber printed, which she then proceeds to teach how to sing and dance so that she can resurrect the career of her of her former her former love. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> this is a... <laughs> Now but, this just gives a completely new dynamic to celebrity stalker. This, this <laughs> almost this almost makes me want to start thinking of like misery and think like does she keep him like locked up in her room and then when he hears his latest album come in and be like you murdered my whatever and then beat him with a sledgehammer? Well, no, no she, she's not so okay. She's, she's not so diabolical. Okay, okay. She's, honestly, she's a sweetheart. Just with this finger in a lipstick case around her neck. But she is she is a sweetheart in the story. Well, I mean, this is a perfect setup for her because now she's raising this, you know, pop star. She, she keeps all the, you know, every cut hair, every fingernail clipping. So if something happens, she's got a new one. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, this is, and this has been a, a pretty drastic departure from some of your previous works. Yeah, being you know, a science fiction. Absolutely. I, you know, I'm typically a horror writer, mm-hmm. and um, I like small towns. It's been. I didn't even realize how much I enjoy writing about Americana. Mm-hmm. But my other books are. I mean, it's the first one that you mentioned earlier. Allied Zombies for Peace is a is a 
Independence Day parade in in yeah. in uh, you know it's very Americana, and then Small Town Monsters is small, you know it's a small town with monsters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is is science fiction. It goes off planet. There's space travel. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on in this story, and it's it's part one of a duology. Okay. Which uh, the the second one I released already, so I pretty much released both of them at the same time. Oh wow! Oh, wow. So it is a departure, but hard sci-fi it is not. It's written more in the spirit of Douglas Adams. I okay. Say. Nice. Along so so almost lines. absurdist in the, in a in a certain sense. Yeah, you you, you guys know me. I pretty oh, much yeah. just mess around. <laughs> so I'm just messing around in in space. Mm-hmm. Messing around in space. So did you kind of just you know assume that the reader knows how they're getting around in space? I mean, you didn't go into detail explaining that. It's like. You know how it works. Yeah, I, you know when it comes to when it comes to things like that in in any story for that matter, I don't think those things are important to stories. Uh, like okay, Allied Zombies for Peace. You don't know where the zombies came from, right? Mm-hmm. In this book, it doesn't matter how they get to space. The technology yeah. doesn't matter. All that matters is the blow by blow scenes and laughs, and mm-hmm. and that's really what it is. Yeah. So in other words, it's not a comedy version of Interstellar. <laughs> Interstellar was a comedy version of Interstellar. Okay. <laughs> now I take that back. I love that movie. Take that, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> you're the one who directed it. You're uh, you're you are. you're uh, you're you're uh, your parallel between like um, your not your parallel, but it, your uh, amalgamations of Americana and horror. Horror fiction just brought up uh, this image of uh, like a Norman Rockwell painting drawn in the drawn in the style of Marvel zombies. <laughs> and so you know you got you, know, you got the Santa Claus and his eyeballs hanging out and his jaws hanging up. So that's, that's all I, all I could think if I had to get that out. Okay. The Thanksgiving dinner where they're serving a head instead of a turkey. <laughs> yeah, see, that should be done. That Some should. artist out there needs yeah. to draw that. Hmm. Hmm. I was, yeah. I was I was hoping you were going to say you've been painting my uh, my uh, um, shadows of brimstone figures, <laughs> and yeah, okay, you did redid them. Oh, so they're I have been okay. <laughs> All right, they're they're I've, yeah. I've I have been jonesing for so. shadows of brimstone for the longest time. <laughs> I would like to take a look at them. Okay, we can do that. Okay, <laughs> look at that. Yes, great. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. This shouldn't be in the so, middle of this interview. It's awesome. awesome. Anyway, Anyways, so that now I'm you when you're releasing these books as as a duology. Then I mean, how much? I mean, how much time does that sort of take on on your part? To, to write two books at once. Well, uh, I started writing Bieber's Finger, and its accompanying book probably a couple of years ago. Is okay. when uh, this is like the seventh draft, the one that the, the final draft that just came out. Okay. So yeah, it's it's years long process, and the ideas rattle around in your head for much longer than that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a couple of years does in the it, making. Does that yeah. drive you like mad though to have these ideas rattling around, and you're like, oh, I want to put that on the screen right so, now. <laughs> Some of them are friends and some of them are foes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those ideas. Well, in this case, like I said, I just thought Bieber's finger, and that was it. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was that quick. That quick. So then um, how, how how do you come up with, like, the sort of the imagery? Because you, you brought up a, you know, he's killed in a car bombing and stuff like that. Did you just... Was it was it just that easy for you? Were you just like he should die in a car bomb? Yeah, I, and that and the first chapter that really that's just the first everything I explained really happens in the first chapter, so I'm not giving much away. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, uh, Bieber's finger. I had to have a finger detached from a pop star named Bieber. So then you you know there are many many ways to skin a cat, so to speak. Mm-hmm. One way to skin a cat is with a bomb and a limousine. <laughs> And that's the that's the cat's those are the cat skinning tools that I chose <laughs> to start the to start this story into action. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah. Well, the culprit the culprit's in there. Uh, the culprit. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you, but it's not really that important to the story. The culprit is mentioned. So mm-hmm. you know who the culprit maybe is. But, uh, you know, I stayed away from the conspiracy. The real Bieber, according to the story, isn't where the story happens. It's the cloned Bieber. Mm-hmm. It's the clean, slated version of the pop star. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess uh, as far as like a, a serious theme then is, I mean, uh, how do you come up with the idea that uh, of what this girl will do? With basically her own fresh version of her, the object of her affections. How, how do you do that? Well, you know, you kind of have to try to get into the brain of a little girl, of a, <laughs> of a little girl who likes who likes uh, pop music. And I happen to have one, so mm-hmm. I asked a lot of questions uh, of my my thirteen uh, year old my thirteen year old daughter. I asked her a lot of questions, and mm-hmm. I had her show me some some videos, some YouTube videos, some things that she liked. And ironically, I stayed away from any research about Justin Bieber when I wrote this story because I wanted it to be completely detached yeah. from him in every way. Mm-hmm. So when I say I don't know anything about the guy, I, I maybe know a few of the uh, headlines that have come up over the years. But I, I, if she was going to show me any of that, I was like, no, no, not Justin Bieber. Show me something else. Okay. And so I talked to her a lot mm-hmm. and, uh, and sort of drew some of my research from her, okay. actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The purposeful power research is a very cool tactic to take so that you yeah. don't have any influence, right? And because it's set in the future, then it's removed from the actual star and so things are more hearsay and just not legend because you know it's just not just up in the past, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly true, yes. So um what sort of what sort of things did you learn then about I guess the mind of a thirteen year old you know, uh, I don't want to say pop junkie. Well, this is this is my first uh, young adult fiction book, mm-hmm. for starters. Everything else I've written is pretty violent and maybe not all appropriate for uh, a younger audience. But I spent time talking to her about that subject, too, about what she likes and what she doesn't like in books that are YA fiction, particularly about characters aimed at her, mm-hmm. uh, at her age group. And she she said she hates it when authors who are older try to relate with the younger audience by using things like ver- the vernacular, the topical vernacular of the day or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I sort of reached beyond that and, and I wrote, I wrote the, the teen characters in here. I wrote them just like adults. You know, I wrote them with 
life experiences as adults, making decisions as adults, because what I've learned is that young readers, that's how they think of themselves. Oh, yeah. And when you try to say, when you try to relate with them by being like them, they just give you an oblong glance and tell you to to go away. Mm -hmm. And this is their fantasy, right? Yeah. And they don't want to fantasize about being 12. They want to fantasize about being wise beyond their years yeah. and making smart decisions. And yeah, because I suppose being in that age group, I mean, we do sort of feel like, I mean, just going to my own experience, at 13, I felt like I had the world all figured out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you write your 13-year-old like she has the world figured out. Okay. And then the real 13-year-old will read it and go, I relate with that character. <laughs> and in a way, they do have the world figured out, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I usually stay away from uh, invented vernacular in my writing. Mm-hmm. I try to I try to stay on the more timeless language, a more timeless language, less topical. And even though the book is called Bieber's Finger and Bieber is the flavor of the day and that flavor has kind of gone sour already, um, you can. I think you'll be able to read this book in 10 years and I think it'll still work for you because it doesn't have anything to do with uh, topical, the topical language of today. Yeah. <laughs> I giggled when I laughed. I, I giggled as I wrote it. I was like, oh, 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 oh that's so funny. Well, I mean, that's 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 good that you know you'll be able to relate to it. You know, down the road, that's something I've kind of questioned. Like, uh, you know, Shrek. You know, let's say ten years from now, how many kids? watching that are going to get half of the jokes in there because they're all pop culture references at that time or a little bit before. Yeah. And so most of those kids are going to go, what does that mean? Yeah. And, yeah. It's, and that's a decision they made. And yeah. I mean, and I'm not criticizing that movie because it's great, but I kind of think that's a cheap trick a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I kind of think that's a cheap trick. Yeah. So then, I mean, like how, what, what's, what are some of your, like your early life experiences that built up a, that timeless vernacular? Cause I mean, I would, I would think that, um, certain things like certain dialects and and phrases and stuff like that kind of go out out the window especially especially in America. Yeah, and that's and that's certainly true, but I think I think part of it is not forcing things. Uh I think part of it is not forcing a piece of technology through or trying to make up your own vernacular and staying with general speak, mm-hmm. the general speak of 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 what most people are saying. Uh, you know what the little okay? Do you guys remember the word lurpy? Remember that one? Lurpy? Yeah, oh, yeah. he was he was a he lurpy was, guy. Yeah, yeah. it meant you were tall and gangly, right? I still kind of say that. It's like maybe early aughts, people were saying that. And that word is gone, so I wouldn't use a word like lurpy mm-hmm. or a word that's equivalent to that. I would say tall and gangly mm-hmm. in, in my book. So I stay away from all that. And then I think an equal mistake is trying to invent your own vernacular, trying to. Uh, and, and there are arguable cases where they've done it effectively, but I think they, like shiny, we all know the term shiny, that's yeah. working. Uh, but, but they do it in moderation, right? They mm-hmm. do it in moderation. They don't try to force it. Yeah. So I, I stick, yeah. 
<laughs> I call my brother that all the time. Maybe ten years ago, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, remember, yeah, I remember probably. that exiting high school. I remember Lurpy was was a big thing. I was like, exiting. Where was I? Because this is like the first I have ever <laughs> heard that. You're actually the guy that used to call Lurpy. Lurpy yeah, That's you, why you, you haven't heard it. Oh, <laughs> you know, okay. So you, that was what was whispered behind my back. You were, you were the tall kid little, with the trench coat, yeah. sunglasses. Lurp. Yeah. Lurpy, I wanted a trench coat mafia. And I would usually just like laugh at them and be like, oh, I'm not in the mafia. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Not I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a Utah thing. <laughs> I won't even say the joke I heard this week about Idaho. Yeah. Maybe off air because I want to hear. Yeah. It. Yeah, that's just, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of consider Boise as like uh, very far eastern. Um, what's that place? Uh, Oregon. East Oregon. yeah. Oregon's eastern. Very far. Well, no, 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 no. Very I'm saying, far. I'm yeah. saying that <laughs> Boise is around. very far eastern Bo- Oregon. Oh, gotcha. Because oh, oh, right, right. yeah, yeah. If, oh, if you ever look at a map, you're gonna see that Oregon is slightly further west yeah. than Boise. Well, no, I I got it once you referenced that it was far eastern Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, this works on the radios when I do when yeah. I do the the hand the gestures. Hand so it's uh, 30 minutes past the hour. You're listening to Dungeon College Radio. Wow. We're live with author Craig Nibo, author, musician, funny man, Craig Nibo. Uh, if you uh, want to call in and ask him any questions or just get a good laugh, you can call us at 626-226-1475. Or you can always send us an email at info dungeoncrawlersradio.com. Hit us up on the Facebook, which is Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Twitter, which is DCR underscore show. And, you know, put that at symbol in the front of it. Otherwise, you're just going to be, like, not on Twitter. And then there's also Google+, Plus, which is also Dungeon Crawlers Radio. No, that, yeah. Craig's not afraid to dress up as a pirate and show up on television. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell us about your, your, your experience on television recently. Oh, that was weird, man. I, uh, that was one of those moments. I, I posted something on Facebook, and everyone laughed at me and ribbed me for it. But there I was. I was on Good Things Utah, dressed as a pirate, helping make a pizza on uh, on a morning television show. And yeah, there was a moment where I was just going, "Wow, my whole life, all those decisions, and here I am." <laughs> and I look over at my friends, who, by the way, were also dressed as pirates, and they were just laughing and pointing. But yeah, there was a there was a moment of uh, everybody's watching this. <laughs> <laughs> It is awesome. Yes. Under the right circumstances, yes. it is it is awesome. Yes. yes. <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun, and they were very kind to us yeah, on Channel that's Four, awesome. and we got to play a song, and that was that was awesome. They let us play a song mm-hmm. on on Channel Four, and it was a blast. So yeah, there was a moment, but it was a very short moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The even worse moment was when I was dressed as a pirate, playing in the parking garage of an old folks' home. For a bunch of old people who kept yelling, turn it down, turn it down. <laughs> that was a moment I almost gave up music altogether. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You rocked too hard. Yeah, no, I'm I, I'm not kidding. I was up there going, this is it. I'm not doing any more of this. <laughs> and then you go do one more, and then you're back in, in the game. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Back in the yeah. game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We did a werewolf gig the other day I, that was awesome. Really? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Were those the costumes you were wearing at the Halloween? That's thing? right. Yeah, because yeah. I saw some pictures of those, and those are some really sweet looking masks. Yeah, that was a wicked cool gig. That was dang fun. I had a blast doing that. Unfortunately, I was home scaring kids. 
I had yeah, kids not daring to come up to my house. It was awesome. <laughs> That's the way Halloween should be. Kids should be scared. And, like, it's like, okay, I'm an inch forward. I'm still going for the candy. A little bit close. Something's going to jump out and scare me. Yeah, it was you know, awesome. I came up with an idea where someone could probably make a profit. Hmm. You know, all these haunted houses, you go to these haunted houses, and uh, it's just mobs of people going through, and they're making, you know, 20 bucks a piece. When I was driving my minivan around, I'm a family dude, you know, and I'm driving my minivan around, I thought, you know, I ought to do the haunted minivan. And all I would need is a couple of friends with masks and a, fo- and a fog machine and a, and, a, and a scary bellboy suit. I could pull up into any garage, open both doors, and get out of my bellboy suit and just stand there and take five bucks and send people through my minivan in one door and out the other <laughs> with a couple of good scares. Yeah. And I'd probably make, you know... 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, do that at a trunk or treat or, so, or something. <laughs> well, have you seen the... You got a spotlight. Come yeah. on. What is it, Fear Factory? Uh, just off of the freeway in Salt Lake. The, at the end of the the haunted house, they make you either jump, bungee jump out of the building or down a zip line. That's how you get out. Uh, that's optional. You have, oh, to, is it you optional? have to pay extra for that. Okay. Are you kidding that would be awesome, but scary as all crap. That would be awesome. I would totally do the zip line. <laughs> oh, you just cut out. Oh, sorry, you're. No, she did. Yeah, the... There you go. Yes, you're back on. Lollipop chainsaw. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need the 4XL cheerleader. Who is this lane you speak of? I don't know this guy. You know, unfortunately, monsters and that you know we grow up and none of that stuff scares us anymore. The right haunted house for me would be like an IRS guy over here. <laughs> yeah. You look over here, and there's your old boss from that job. Yep. That would be it. <laughs> and all they would have to do is say, did you send back the forms? You know, and I'd be, I'd be terrified. Oh, crap. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, so we found some discrepancies through your tax uh, returns from the year of uh, 1993 to 98. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. We need to do an audit. We need yeah. to do an audit. <laughs> I, I had an idea for a really an scary. Audit. Yeah, I had, a, I had an idea for a really scary trunk or treat, which actually takes, take, you know, u- utilizes the van. Which all you had to do is just write Minivan. free candy on the side. <laughs> <laughs> no, it scares the parents. That's really, that's really the yeah, thing. Is it's going to scare the parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fun and games till the cops show up. Yep. <laughs> and it's a real party. <laughs> so, uh, so how do you keep going back to uh, going back to your writing, Craig? Is how how do you keep I guess thoughts straight because you're 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 basically describing this process, and it almost sounds like you're laughing too hard while you're doing it. 
When I'm laughing as I'm writing, I think that's a good sign because I like people to laugh when they read my work. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm a really I mean it seems maybe as you're reading that it might it might seem a bit nonsensical, but I am a very regimented outliner. Mm-hmm. By the time I sit down to write the actual prose, I have a chapter header and a paragraph of what to write in each chapter. And then I just am flying through like a dot-to-dot puzzle. Mm-hmm. But the laughs come from the prose, what the characters are saying and what they're doing, even more yeah. importantly, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and, and it's it, you would think, well, that takes all the creativity out of it, Craig, but it doesn't because the creativity really... It it it's, it really comes to life when you're actually putting the prose down. Mm-hmm. So you're watching it like almost spread open like a seed. Yeah. Thing going on. So to answer your question, I keep it all straight with with extremely organized notes and mm-hmm. outlining. If I just tried to write chapter one and then run for it, I would never finish a book. That's me. <laughs> Some people can do it, not me. Not okay. So. Yes, I did start out doing. I did start out writing that way. Uh, I've adopted a practice that's helped me a lot. In between every finished draft of anything I do, I go get a book about writing, and some of them are awesome, and some of them are not so good. But I'm constantly reading uh, writing theory and storytelling theory, and it was through that practice where I kind of refined my philosophy of writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. and the future revisions of whatever stories I'm working on. Yeah, so what were... Oh, oh no. That's... Writing, all writing is, is work. People ask me, how do you write a novel? And here's how you do it. You sit down and you start. And then you work and you work and you work. And then one day, it's done. That's it. That's, there's no secret to it. It's just elbow grease. <sighs> Lord I, Flagoon over there was telling me about a story he's writing, which sounded awesome. I'm actually writing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why we're doing the show? Yeah. That's why he's not talking. Well, I'm not really talking that much. Yeah. It's called homework. <sighs> Um, I, I, I'm an escapist. I write as an escapist. I enjoy escaping from everything around me, and stories take me there. I know that's a cliche, but it's also true. And the inspiration comes from different places. Uh, often it'll be two worlds that come together. Uh, like, I keep, I keep going back to, to uh, Allied Zombies for Peace. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm not really trying to plug it. I'm just using it as an example. <laughs> Go plug it. Plug away. <laughs> Well, in that novel, it's definitely two worlds colliding, KKK and zombies. Mm-hmm. Take those two things and you smash them together and see what happens. So a lot of the time, the inspiration comes from that. Sometimes, it's, uh, sometimes it'll be like a, a photograph I see. I've written, I've written stories based on just, just a photograph, something that, I, that caught my eye online. It, 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 it's tough to say they don't all come from one singular place. They come from all over. Okay, so um, I wanted to ask you then about um, 
your forays into self-publishing, because that's being that's kind of like the the big trend these days. Yes. Is how um how is it then keeping I guess I guess keeping your your um I want to your your revenue flowing in hmm. on that and managing the business aspect because you are your own boss in that in that regard. I mean, how how do you manage that and then still have time to um, write? I think maybe you're overestimating my value of money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, I write because I love to write. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would love to sell thousands of copies of my books. I'm not lying. But if I don't, um, if I don't, I'm just going to keep writing more books. Mm-hmm. As far as self-published, the, the old argument between self-published authors and traditional published authors, there are pros and cons to both. And, I have friends that are self-published, and I have friends that are uh, published uh, traditionally who are both doing, having the same amount of success. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to bring up Michael Brent Collings. Oh, I don't man. know if you guys have yeah, had him yeah. on the show. Oh, but many times. He's like my self-published author hero. That guy. Oh, he is. He's amazing he's what he's been able to do. He that he makes a really good living doing that. And, of course, he pumps out books like crazy. Oh, yeah, he just... A new one just came yeah. out. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't keep up with it. But he is just as successful. I mean, if you look at you know Amazon, he's like always up in the top three, if not number one. You know, and he's you know he's got Stephen King that's even said this guy is amazing, and that's a huge kudos yep. to him as well. And he's a sweetheart of a guy. Oh my gosh, yeah. You cannot find a better guy. Except unless for, you're a golden baby. Unless you're a golden baby. <laughs> yeah, and then, and you're, then you're toast. Then, yeah. Rude. Him and Golden Babies. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yep. Every time we have him on the show, he has to talk about Golden Babies. Golden babies sacrificing him. Yeah. That's probably what. That's probably. Well, wait. That's actually what we've already talked about. It. That's his, that's a secret. Oh, that's what he's doing. That's, that's what his secret. Yeah, that's what. His, that so was he's secret. sacrificing Golden Babies, and that's what's. So for those of you who are uh, not really who haven't really heard, you can go back and listen to our uh, archive uh, interviews with uh, Michael Brent Collins and find out exactly what we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> Plug. What can I what can I say? I am I am, you know, multitasking right now. Yep. Oh. <laughs> you know, we haven't had enough drunken flagoon. Can I say recording. he 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 there was you know, we we've talked about the lost interview or the lost episode. There was a lost game review. It was a drunken flagoon game review of Dwarven Miner. <laughs> That was a good thing that it, it got was lost. Hilarious! I wish it not have it would not have got lost because that would have been blackmail. I, I <laughs> made doubly sure that that got lost. It's part of the eighteen minutes, the yeah. eighteen minutes of lost. Right. right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, no, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, the the second the companion book of this just came out fast on its heels. And uh, to kind of draft off your comment uh, about self-published authors, one of the benefits of being self-published that I like so much that I may never pursue uh, a, a, a standard publishing deal again is the, con- the control that I have over my story. I, I do use editors. I use editors that I trust and proofreaders to try to get the copy as clean as I can. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy having the stories be my, my stories uh, I, I do take suggestions from editors, of course. I'm not dumb. But, well, like this book, I, 
I didn't even bother submitting to anybody because, I mean, I, who's going to pick this book up, mm-hmm. for example? You know, I, I just thought, well, no one's going to pick this up. I'm just going to release this one on my own. And I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging just getting them out on my own. I don't know when the next time I'll actually submit work to New York will be. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of really liking this. Okay. Uh, next, though, the, the, next, the, the second book in this series is called, um, it's called Funk Toast. And the Pan Galactic Prom Show, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> Please tell me Zephod Beeble Brox makes a uh, cameo appearance. It's it's a nod, but not. I didn't nod it's, that far. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I can't. All right. I can't. Can't, can't, that. can't yeah. use it completely, yeah. but at least he, he's there in spirit. Yeah, I, I pretty much not in name. Worship Douglas Adams, so I would never be so pretentious as to. To try to emulate him, you know, in mm-hmm. any way. But I did give him a nod in the in the title by oh. using the word pangalactic for sure. Oh, okay. Nice. So, um, so now that uh, you you've got your next book, is there going to be um, are you going to be playing any more uh, playing any more gigs in the next future where we can get see you for like uh, autograph signings? Um, well, as far as are you asking music gigs or well, yeah anything okay, yeah anything coming up yeah because couldn't we couldn't we go see you and play and then go get your book signed at the same place that'd be great huh <laughs> you could yes <laughs> we just uh, our gig our gig card is empty right now we just finished a really busy season where we really get busy during uh, from about September all the way through Halloween mm-hmm. and we just played a Christmas show not as werewolves or anything weird it was all straight up mm-hmm. <laughs> which was strange <laughs> and fun mm-hmm. uh and right now we don't have anything in the offing but um we are working on uh we're already working on a killer show for next year's gangrene it's going to be musical some music a little bit of uh narrative and it's going to be all steampunk based Very nice. and it's going to be a new sound it's going to be i mean just today i was composing some of the work that we're going to be doing in that show and I'm super, super excited about it. Awesome. So that's nice. the next thing. That's a year away. Yeah. But I'll be at Fan X. Okay. So, yeah, I'll be there. But you'll be getting geared up for next year's Gangrene Festival? Yeah, we yeah we start early. Those shows uh, take a, take a tremendous while. amount of effort yeah. to put yeah. together. I understand that. Yeah. So, um, so then uh, if anyone's looking for any more information about the Gangrene Film Festival or any of your other any of your other deals or want to buy a copy of your book, where can they find you? Well, they can find me at craignibo.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can, of course, buy it through Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. Or, and you can get my CDs there. Um, I have the Zombie Sing-Along trilogy. I think I've given you guys those yeah. already. And uh, the pirate stuff, uh, the band is called Rust Monster. And I know the name of that band is... Not lost on you guys. No. <laughs> so the Rust Monster Rust Pirate Monster. Band. What is this? Mm, that sounds <laughs> interesting. In fact, huh. in preparation, I already lo- loaded some music, so uh, we'll be playing a song from Funk Toast. Awesome. And oh, from yeah. Rust Monster tonight. Awesome. So we'll be playing that in a few moments, so uh, you'll get a little taste of it, and then you can run out and buy the album. Right. Mm. Yeah, see? you got, you got The first one's always free. Yep. Yep. <laughs> First one's free. After that, you got to pay. Free candy. Yes. yes. <laughs> candy. But oh man, I think I'm gonna need like a power nap I <laughs> during our break or something. Oh <laughs> uh, wait a second. Uh, uh, the views expressed on uh, by uh, Lord Flagoon do not directly uh, represent Dungeon Crawlers Radio, Dungeon Media, or its affiliates. Anything that Flagoon says. It could be construed as uh, offensive, or inappropriate. Not as offensive, offensive, or inappropriate. Please send all complaints to flagoon at dungeoncrawlersradio.com for my amusement. 
He just he just woke up to say that, and yep. he's already back yeah, asleep. Back asleep. <laughs> I didn't get to bed until two last night writing my uh, writing this homework. So yeah, I'm, I, I don't I, hear, I don't feel I hear, for you. I was up until two. Yeah, I. Yep. Snort <laughs> some monster. I don't know. Yeah, I've been I've been laying off the energy drinks for the past like two and a half weeks now. And I gotta tell you what, like uh, last week, you guys, uh, 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 Drew and Drew and Reverend were here with us, or with me, and I drank a, a Mountain Dew for the first time because I knew I could not handle a monster. Yeah, I tried a Mountain Dew. I drank like half the bottle, and I about collapsed in like sugar rush, caffeine headache. The, the taper drugs getting you. Yeah, yeah I think so. I'm like, so, so you I'm remember like, this? Oh. You remember the scene from uh, uh, what was that one with Kevin Spacey? Uh, with the girl with all the rose petals. Oh, American Beauty. American Beauty. American Beauty. That, that was pretty much Joe on the floor. You know, where she's just on the ground. That was Joe on the floor. Just like, I'm on Instagram. Psychedelic colors flying all over. You should have given him a hostess snowball right in the yeah. middle of that. Oh. Yeah. A <laughs> Man, unicorn may have gone across his vision with a flying space turtle. We don't know. Oh. What? You've never had a what? Hostess snowball. What? What? Yeah. Just have you had a, a, a okay? Wow! All right, it's not good for welcome, you. Yeah, You're normal. Welcome, welcome back to the land of uh, cake. <laughs> it's yep. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, in Idaho, it's the stuff in the water that you can only see under a microscope. Yep. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There wow. You go. So. Oh man, that's oh, they wow. might as well just coat those things in like acid dipped razor blades for me. Those are wow, will tear up my inside. That is yeah. awesome. They're good, but okay. Yeah, well, I, we're could, good. I could probably breathe fire after eating, or I actually spit acid after eating the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> okay. So enough about me. Let's talk about you, Craig. What do you think about me? Let's let's <laughs> let's take a couple of minutes. We're gonna take a small break, stretch our legs, and we'll come back and talk some more. That's right. All right. So with that, Funk Toast. We'll be back, guys. Word.
jacket blows I'll give you doubloons for the picking Blunderbuss blues and black spotted muses Songs from the sweet to the stinking I've got peg leg pianists and high patched dragoons who thump on their bassist guitars. I've got broken brain drummers and untamed accordionists all sitting in for the ride. I've got guns, bacon, and rum. Bring your pegs and your blackjacks and guns. And fire the cannons and sound off the bosoms to beat your brain Spaniards and drums. I've got guns, Blackjacks and guns And fire the cannons And sound off the bosons To beat your brain Spaniards and drums You've been looking for me I've been here all along With the sound of my new dolphin pet when he chatters away, tip one back night or day. Rub your belly and get your lips wet. So roll out your accordions and set them on fire. And offer their ghosts to the sea. And as for the bacon, we'll start up the fryer for a party for you and for me. And if you be a pirate... Blackguards and dragouts and cheaters Come dressed in your rags and your three-pointed hats Come crooks, come scoundrels, come beaters Illegitimate fathers and sons I've got guns, bacon and rum Bring your pegs and your blackjacks and guns And fire the cannons and sound off the bows and Beat your brain, Spaniards and drums I've got guns, bacon and rum Bring your face and your blackjacks and guns Fire the cannons, sound off the bosoms To beat your brain, Spaniards and Welcome back, everyone, because I, I did the switch. So, welcome back to uh, Dungeon Crawlers Radio. We're still talking with Craig Nibo, and, wow, I mean, I just have to say, everything you've written has been great. I mean, it, it's fun, it's enjoyable, and it's one of those reads where you can sit down, you're laughing, you're enjoying the whole ride. You know, there are several books out there that, you know, I, I've read several where you sit down, and you're like, oh, this is going to be a good book. You get about to chapter five, six, and you're like, oh my gosh, I got how many more chapters to go? You know, and it's 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 a real downer, you know, because then you're dragging through that, or you're reading two or three other books before you get to the end of that one. Um, and that's what's always great about your books is you sit down, and you're hooked, and you're done, and you're like, oh, and then you go back to read another one. So. I way appreciate you saying that. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, no you, problem. You start reading it, and next thing you realize it's 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Later. <laughs> Crap, my weekend, it disappeared. 
So uh, this last, uh, this next half of the show is going to be brought to you by Audible.com. So if you want to get your free uh, audio book, which I'm pretty actually, this is uh, on audio. Yeah, this is on audio, and as well as uh, Allied Zombie Zombies for Peace. So if you want to get a free uh, copy of uh, Craig's book, you can just head on over to uh, Audible.com, click on that little link on the uh, Dungeon Crawlers website, and sign up for your free uh, book. You can get any book you want, and you know why not get. Allied Zombies for Peace or Bieber Finger because you're it's yeah there's no reason not to get well, it you know I, not only that whoa you're you're beating up equipment <laughs> okay so there's I mean not, not only that you got Game Green Film Festival going on you got the books you've got these other amazing bands but one thing we haven't mentioned we we should is Game Green Games ah oh, yeah and shoot your friends is out right now yeah and you guys have other games ready to come out. Well, shoot your friends. They're all coming out. We're working okay. very hard to get these things in print and out. Okay. And and you guys have been really nice about shoot your friends. I really oh, appreciate love you that guys game. play. T- these guys, you guys play tested shoot your friends, and, yeah. it, and it, it was extremely helpful. Good. We took you guys' advice on the game and added some elements to it. But it's coming right now. It's coming out soon. Uh, we have three games. One is shoot your friends. Uh, another one that we are doing is a card game called Trash War. It's medieval. <laughs> Medieval knights going head to head in a modern junkyard. I'm They're so stoked for this. Trash at each other. It's a tabletop card game. And the third one is a game for kids called Hoagie. Yeah. So yeah, got to build your own sandwich. So. Yeah, yeah. Build awesome. a perfect sandwich. Uh. Keep the little mean creatures away. Yeah. Comic-Con. Awesome. <laughs> there it is. Cool. Yeah. No, uh, it's a great game. It's really fun. My kids love it. They always shoot me first. Why? Because you get rid of you know most you know yeah, like totally anything yeah. you get rid of the the you're you know the person the machine. that's yeah. going to cause yeah. the most you're damage the or the most threat. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm dead almost all the time. Yeah. So, but no, it's awesome. Oh, yeah, uh, it's that whole Oedipus thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Got to kill your father first. Yep. And then you can reign supreme. Unless you're part of Johanna or Zakora's family, and then you go back in time and kill your grandfather. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought we were. Dude, we've said that so many times. The, yeah, yes, almost one. every show. At least once. <laughs> yep. Oh. Yeah, oh, oh. yeah, you yeah, can. We gotta, we gotta be All right. So. You know, with that said, you know that that game's gonna be great. Support that game uh, when that comes out. Run out, grab the books. Um, if you are in the Salt Lake, Utah area, and you know, check out uh, and Craig's uh, any of the these shows you, you do. You know, uh, oh, with Sasquatch, another great band. I don't know how you do it. I was just in that that giddy suit or whatever it is and trying to play the trombone and that was that was hard i don't know how you're bouncing around playing the guitar and singing in the microphone in those big old get up so 
Well, I'll be honest. There is a holy crap. What are we doing yeah. going on under those hot suits when we're playing? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's a summer game. Oh yeah. <laughs> we added masks for the werewolves, so that was even worse. Oh yeah. Oh, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah, Tubacue must have been uh, oh, actually quite pleasant. Yeah, Tubacue. Tubacue was, was a riot. That was fun. Yeah. We played. We those bands sometimes have legs and. Tubi-Q picked up, and we've done several Tubi-Q gigs after, awesome. after that initial show. That's pretty well, cool. It's a lot of fun, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, um, you're welcome to hang out the rest All of the right. show if you want. we got uh, Dennis and Adrian coming up from U- Geek Media. They're going to talk about their latest issue and uh, maybe a couple other things. Yeah. And uh, we'll just keep the ball rolling and have some fun. I'm going to play a quick song just so we can transition things, and we'll okay. be right back. Yay! That the magic begins. Wow, that was quick. I, I said a short song. Okay. Wow, when you said short. All right, then. When I said short, I meant short. Okay. So, with that, we have made the transition. Dennis and Adrian are, are here oh, from Utah Geek Magazine with the next exciting issue, and it's just awesome. 
So you guys will have to talk right into the mic, okay. but it can swivel back and forth, which is, we're and you can move it closer. It'll be closer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. And if you want to take the fuzzy off, you can take the fuzzy off. That might help too. <laughs> yeah. So. What is this show rated again? Uh, it is family friendly. <laughs> I'll censor myself. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> this issue is devoted to role playing pretty much, correct? Yeah. yeah. So um you know, there's some great articles in here. You got like the seven attributes of an awesome GM. The new Dungeons and Dragons reviewed. Hey, I wonder who did that. Um <laughs> and uh, there's you, a very thorough version online. Yes. You know, you got David J. West it r- is writing a story for you currently and you know, as it's being written, it's one chapter an issue, right? Yeah, which is just awesome. Oh, there you go. Now you both have your own mic. There, awesome. Dennis has one in hand, and no, you have. Yeah. Dennis has one in hand, and yeah. Okay. All right, we're getting a mic situation. <laughs> he, he's confused. So you know, and you have a great cover. I love the cover. You know, it looks like a normal tabletop game session. You got the, the, the yeah. So that was pretty sweet. Yeah. So, you know, was it fun putting the next issue together? This whole project has been fun. It's Good. it's uh it's great fun, but it's also a ton of work. Yeah. Uh I've literally been doing something like every day for the last 2 weeks. Nice. And uh so, you know, it's been fun. We got everything uh, delivered. We got about 100 locations with uh the magazine right now. So, uh it's at every game store from uh Ogden to Provo. Yeah. Except for, I think we missed one or two because they were closed because we were doing it late last night. There's actually wow. a new game store that just opened up in Lehigh that we need you guys to be able to put it up. I believe I was there. Gamers in? I believe so. All right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. awesome. Wow. So how, how is it like then getting that sort of distrib- distribution out there? I mean, do you have like a just a close circle of, uh, of, uh-huh. of people who can help you on that? It's me. It's a, wow. <laughs> I love that answer. It's me. A lot of miles on your car. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, no, it's uh, uh, Dennis and I both uh, went out last night together and, and did some. But uh, the first issue was mostly me. Uh, this issue was mostly me. But um, it's uh, it's also been at, in the uh, libraries, all mm-hmm. the Salt Lake County libraries right now, uh, or on its way to the libraries. And um, the library itself is actually doing that for us. Oh, good. So we just dropped off 1,950 copies last night, and they should be sending them out for us nice. uh, today oh, tomorrow. Well, not only that, you also have an electronic copy that you of guys course. post on Facebook that you guys that anyone can download. But today, the most important ad in this entire thing is on page five. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless. Hmm. No, the uh, Utah Geek well, Magazine and uh, the Dungeon Cars uh, Radio yeah. Podcast have teamed up. Uh, it's like, I, I, that's I, the most important I'm one. I'm sorry, Cute Geek Boutique? Yeah, I think that's the most important one on there. I think that's... I think Joe's <laughs> microphone has to go off. Oh, what? What? <laughs> you and your pink fuzzy? And No, okay. Never hey, mind. that's Lord Flagoon in the middle. Yep. <laughs> it is. <laughs> is that you with the mermaid pants on? I think it's the mermaid pants. Yeah. He's wearing yeah. them right now. Yeah, yep. he is. <laughs> so slimming. Oh, yeah, it looks yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, going back to the to the latest issue of U Geek Magazine is or Utah Geek Magazine is uh, uh, they're all okay they're 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 synonymous yes that 
Okay. So, um, is like when I guess how how were you coming up with the, all the ideas for all role playing games and filling up enough content to make up a magazine, you know, minus ads, of course. Well, the first thing to keep in mind is that our magazine currently is only about sixty pages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, getting that kind of content. Okay. That, 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 mm-hmm. Um, now is two main articles. So we have the story, and then everything else. Okay. So then we have the two main articles, and you know we we basically take a. We, we discuss and talk about different ideas, different things. We go to different resources. Um, other people maybe have written about things like that. So, okay, well, what do we want to do in this issue? And then we go and say, okay, let's find a, a counterpart article that's similar on a different, uh, similar theme on a different topic. All right, nice. So then, uh, how was it like then? Come, um, I guess going through some of this content and then what were you deciding to throw basically like on the cutting room floor because you said it wasn't hard to actually fill the pages um actually there was one article that I really wanted to have done but I couldn't find anybody to write for this uh, issue because Christmas is coming up mm-hmm. and it was basically uh, based off of a and don't take my keys probably because I can't remember what season it was with Doctor Who I think it's fourth season maybe where there was uh, some hissing about Santa being a time lord mm-hmm Ah, okay. I am a huge Doctor Who nut. My Wii controller is a sonic screwdriver. That's that's impressive. So are we referring to classic Who or are we referring to the current? Okay, so uh, that would have been David Tennant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would... Yeah. No, he he did... It was kind of hinted because, you know... Santa's been around forever, yeah. Well, no, he even said, he even said something like, uh, of course Santa's a time lord, but we call him Nick or something like yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, very interesting. Yeah, I could have wrote, written that. But anyway. Doctor Who stuff, hey, I'm game. All right. So, um, um, I guess the the role-playing game experience, then, is that something that's kind of new to to, to the both of you, or anything? No, we've uh, we both been playing it for, for quite, a while, quite a long time. In fact, if you, uh, if you read the uh, letter, or not letter, but uh, the from the editor section on uh, page four, yeah. mm-hmm. you'll see my um, origin story, as, as it were, and uh, it was uh, quite some time ago. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, and when my, I came out, I had dice in my hand. <laughs> Mine goes back to junior high in the mid-90s. I uh, played it for a little bit, and then uh, in the mid-2000s, that's when I met Dennis. And uh, um, he... <laughs> I have a D20 for, for him, in my pocket. It was pocket. fine for me. Uh, but no, we, um, he, he got me started in the mid, uh, restarted in the mid-2000s, and... Um, then uh, I currently play every every month or so, mm-hmm. uh, ever ever since the mid two thousands. Okay. Yeah. So. I see. Not not new Weird. not new to me. Okay. So then, and this is and this is all about you know because with the the release of the new edition of Dungeons and Dragons, we, there's a full review in here by, by me. Raven. Yep. I'm trying not to put too much spotlight over there. Hey. Worry. But um, it was awesome. 
So that I, I guess I gotta I gotta ask then what was your guys' take on it? What, how did you guys feel about it? now that it's been out yeah. for several months and you? you I don't you know what's it? your take on it, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Really? You haven't played fifth edition? Where wow. do you live? West Valley. So we. Oh crap! <laughs> no, they don't know the address. But we tried to get a game going last Saturday. The people couldn't show up. I'll keep you in mind. Because we are playing 5th edition. And I, I have played it several times. Oh. Oh, yeah. no, it's I've, much... I've played it several times. Okay. So, it is uh, a lot better. So, yeah. What, they, what, yeah. What, what did... You know, they, no. they've... There, there is no perfect system. There's some no. things they did with 5th that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some things that they took away from 4th. Yeah. No. And, and that's sure. fine. And, uh, I, again, that's one of the things that I point out in the... In the, uh, the from the editor section that mm-hmm. I wrote that... It's really not about the system. It's yeah. not about how how you play, what you play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just needs to go in the garbage. It, it's it's about it's about getting together and and telling a story with your friends and enjoying just enjoying the the, the atmosphere and the the story that you're that you're all telling together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and, uh, that's that's always been my point, regardless whether I'm playing Pathfinder, Fourth Edition, Third Edition, Fifth Edition, Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. GURPS isn't very very. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, regardless of the system, it's just all about telling a story. It's all about having mm-hmm. fun with your friends. So, yeah. Well, and the, the thing that I really like what Wizards did with Fifth Edition when they announced it, and we were at Gen Con and we were interviewing Jeremy and Mike Merles. Um, they flat out said, "It's your game. You decide how it works. If you don't like that rule, throw it out. Who cares if it's in the book? Just throw it out. You don't need to use it anymore." It's, you know, you as the DM and you as the, the players get to decide how your game is going to be ran. These are just like guidelines to use to make that game. And that's how everyone should view it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, I'm just going to keep on going to the magazine here. The, uh, the Seven Attributes of Awesome GM's mm-hmm. article uh, kind of highlights that kind of stuff, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just, uh, you know, use it as guidelines. Take yeah. what you want. Don't, don't use what you don't want. Oh, man. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I mean, I I was able to glance through this real fast because I was curious about like how other people view, I guess, the role playing game and the mm-hmm. dungeon master experience or game master experience in generic terms. Right. Is um how it's it's not about I guess how to follow the rules. It is about being a better person before anything else. Because I mean that's I mean I guess that's something I'm a proponent of. It's like if you want to be a better player, be a better person. Man. Sure. Start there. Yeah. Yeah, and don't so like don't that. be a jerk about the rules. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy yourself and roll with it. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't be afraid to say yes, and then don't be afraid to say no either. But sure. is, yeah, sometimes no <laughs> is okay, but sometimes yes is also okay. Yeah, yeah. There's there's, I mean, suspension of disbelief goes only so far. You yeah. know, there's some things that a character just can't do. Mm-hmm. But if it's within the realm of possibility, then yeah, let stuff happen. Yeah, let yeah let it go. Makes it makes it more uh, cinematic. Mm-hmm. Yes. So then, what were some of your, um, some of the experiences that led up to, I guess, your embracing that lifestyle, the the, the gaming lifestyle? I uh, guess if you could call it a lifestyle. <laughs> my my lifestyle is no secret. Yeah. I, I I my name is Adrian and I'm a gamer, and uh, you know. Uh, Hi, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, AA admitting, for, admitting is you have AA a problem is the first step to <laughs> yeah. recovery. No. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Em- embrace yeah, the lifestyle, yeah, right? No problem. <laughs> uh, I, it's just it's stuff that I've always been into. It's uh, I don't know what it was. 
initially, you know, always been into sci-fi, always been into fantasy stuff, always been into, you know, the, fant- the, the books that I do read, I don't read many, but the ones that I do read have always been some type of fantasy-based, or um, it's just it's my thing. Yeah. It's just what I was, what I gravitate toward. I see. How about you, Dennis? Yeah. <laughs> so well, what were some of the experiences that led up to being part of, like, the, the gaming lifestyle? Yeah. Um, to kind of talk about what Adrian said about his early days, um, mine was Dungeons Dragons Second Edition. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with the covers of the books. But the artwork is fantastic. Yeah. And even, even the nostalgia stuff we see in the history and things like that still fascinates me. Yeah, I love the psycho. And that was pretty interesting. Uh, I'm just glad my dad didn't take too much credit for that. And my brother used to play it, and you know, it's just the whole, the whole, you know, the creatures and the characters, mm-hmm. and the knights and the dragons and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then as I got older, and I think we talked about this on a previous show, uh, Star Trek: Next Generation mm-hmm. came on. I, I was sitting in my living room the day it aired. You know, so I've been focusing on it. Tweet. All for you. So then, uh, let's let's bring Craig in on this one. What sure. sort of things led up to your your joining into the uh, geek experience? I still have, I still have my original copies of the basic and advanced D and D books. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when I started, right there at the very beginning. I remember all the stuff that uh, I remember all the stuff that you're talking about. The religious uh, thing was was uh, had a big backlash. There was a. Do you guys remember that Tom Hanks propaganda movie? Yeah, Man, oh, oh, and Man, oh, yeah. Monsters, Monsters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent he... cinematic uh, experience <laughs> there. Excellent. And realistic, <laughs> true to life. Yeah, absolutely, so, yes. True to life. We all went to the sanitarium yes. because we played too much D&D. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I was very young, very young. Uh, we, played, <laughs> we played D&D like kids play video games oh, yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. We would get together at my friend's house, and we would play for... 16 hours straight. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. Our parents were getting worried about mm-hmm. us, but we weren't doing anything evil, yeah. you know. We weren't sacrificing children. Mm-hmm. We no, were just it was just the occasional stories. cat here and there. <laughs> you had to summon a demon somehow. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Well, well I mean, also, I think I think those were the seeds for stories that I write now. I yeah. think that because I did that, I now do this, and I'm yeah. so I'm dang glad that I did that. Well, I mean, my boy that's 11 now, um, he got a taste of playing D and D, and he seriously is like every day, "We're gonna play D and D, Dad. We're gonna play D and D." You know, and he, this is a kid that I can't get out of the house. It's like you know, go outside and play. Uh, do I have to? It's like a punishment to send him outside. But he's like, can I play D&D? I'm like, every day, because he loves it. But this is a, it, he's also the same kid that, you know, he spends hours in, in his bedroom building games. <laughs> I mean, he's cutting paper, he's drawing pictures, and he comes up with game mechanics. I'm like, okay, tell me the game mechanics so we can sell this. I mean, yeah. yeah. And it's amazing because he loves it, and he 
he, he loves the storytelling of it and the social aspect. And I think that's what we all love because we can all sit down as friends at the table, go on this adventure, you know, for two, three hours, maybe five days later, come out of the <laughs> the basement finally and just be pumped. And have had, we had a great time, and it was ten times better than playing Destiny or World of Warcraft or any other game out there. The world's different now for gamers, too, because yeah. pretty much when I grew up, taking a monster manual to school was the preamble for kissing a locker. Yeah. <laughs> we used, stuck in the locker. We even used to call D&D Nudge Nudge. Yeah. We were like, we're going to get together for some Nudge Nudge tonight? <laughs> and that meant we were going to play D&D. Yeah. Well, and now it's it's now it's like acceptable. I yeah. mean, you, you can you play D and D. I mean, seriously, we uh, we did a panel at uh, was it no not LTE uh, was it Fantasy Con or Fan X where we talked about Fifth Edition. Um, I think, that was I think you guys were there. Yeah, I think Fan X. And we literally had a packed room, and we're like, "Who's ready to talk about D and D?" And everyone was yeah. roaring and everything. It's, the it's grandfather. like, wow, yeah, it's, the grandfather. it's the the OG. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everybody's going, oh my gosh, what a bunch of gold. <laughs> and then, what was it, Shrek 3? Oh, yeah. Where there's kids in the courtyard playing Dungeons and Dragons, and no one probably batted on No, no. Probably not even. And, no. I, and I bet most, most people knew what they were doing. Yeah, well, I mean, even going a few years prior to Shrek, you know, you have, like, Airheads. Where Brendan Fraser's like, you know, he's this rocker, he's like, yeah, I played D&D in high school in the basement. And then you, it's really quiet, and then you have another guy go, so did I, you know, and it slowly builds up, but it was still kind of like this, uh, I'm not going to, okay, fine, I'll admit the skeleton in my closet, but yeah, you know, now, you know, you could have football players going, ah, I play D&D, &D, and it's like, no big deal anymore. Right, so, so uh, yeah. to go back to uh, to the, to the UGeek Magazine here, I'm, I, there's, you have an article um, in here about the uh, 3D Plus Me? Yes. yes. Right there, I Okay, so what was your guys' take on that? Did you guys get a chance to actually get 3D plus? We, we actually went down to um, Fuzzy Girl <laughs> and went to their uh, facility over there mm -hmm. and got a yep. everything they were doing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, we have not gotten it yet. I got mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you? Really? Yeah. Yes, it did. They had to ship it to me. But uh, it, I, they make it out of gypsum, so it's it's a lot more sturdier than plastic or anything like that. I'm still afraid it's going to fall over. And, you know, the detail is good, but it's not, you know, super amazing. But you can tell it's you. Um, and, again, it, they're just starting out. I can only expect that it's going to get better. Because, yeah. let's face it, the scanner mechanism they're using is a Kinect camera. Yeah. So, you know, once they so, get a better camera, I'm sure the detail will be much better. But then you can... I'm I'm totally yeah, yeah they wouldn't do it. <laughs> I'm in an Iron Man suit. So uh, so what was what were the facilities like then? I mean what what can you tell us about that? Um it, it's the back of a warehouse. to me it seemed like a back of a warehouse being shared by the yeah. Okay. Uh, that, that's yeah, it's it's not a front end. It's yeah, not sure. designed yeah. to be a, a customer service okay. front end kind of thing. No. Ah okay. Yeah. yeah. So, All right. I mean, yeah. No. Okay. Not to detract from it, but to be honest, it was, it was the back side of a warehouse where a business showed the other half of the Okay. <laughs> so if somebody goes goes looking for it, like searches on the website and tries to go track them down. Yeah, I don't even think you can stuff. find the address to the place. No, okay. you can't. On, online. Mm -hmm. It's literally only in conventions. Oh, okay. But definitely check it out. Oh, it's cool. Or, 
It is. Well, I mean, awesome. you know, you go online and you get like these action figure poses. You know, you get like a Superman or a Green Lantern, and you're paying eighty, ninety, hundred bucks. You get to get that same thing, but it's your face on there, which is pretty awesome. It is pretty cool. You know, my boy, you know, he's he got done as Captain America, and he shows that to everyone. Look, I'm Captain America. <laughs> you know, and he thinks it's awesome. Mm-hmm. When yeah. did you go down to get yours done? Uh, uh, just before Gen Con, so in August. When did we go down to? Yeah. Or was it about the same time? I bugged him. Oh, did I, you? I was a little. We yeah. we might have to bug him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, if I don't hear back from people, I start bugging people. Things happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I can reach out to him if you want me to. <laughs> hey, these guys didn't get there <laughs> yet. Good time. Wow. Okay. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, something like that. Awesome. Nice. So, what was the, what was like the vetting process for deciding which miniatures kind of got in there, or did he just bring a handful and just say, "Here, use them"? He, yeah, he he brought he brought his whole collection. He's got a bunch of fantasy stuff and a bunch of sci-fi stuff and a bunch of other stuff. But we're thinking, you know, this is this is for D and D fifth edition. Fifth edition is all all about going back to the roots. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking, all right, we need a dragon. Duh. Yeah. Um, classic D and D. You know, we're talking we're talking dwarf, elf, human. You know, we're we're talking the classic races and the yeah. classic classes. So that's how we chose the characters. Oh, okay. We're just taking it back to the taking it back to and the. And I, I uh, love how you have the the, the books in the back, but they're kind of faded. It, where the real central piece is, you know, the dragon, the wizard. That, that, that's called bokeh yeah. in uh, photography terms. Yeah. I, I learned that recently. Nice. <laughs> no, it's great. It's a really good, cl- clean cover, to be yeah. honest. It, it catches, you know, the attention, and it's nice. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, so, hopefully everybody else thinks that, too. Yeah. So then what are going to be some of the uh, upcoming geek events that we can start to, uh, expecting to see in the Salt Lake Valley? Well, I guess FanX was just uh, announced, right? Yeah. So we'll be at FanX. 29th to the 31st of January. Um, yeah, so we'll definitely be there. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be having them at the um, the uh, what's it called? U- yeah, the Utah Winter Fair, uh, December 5th through the 7th. They're gonna have a pile of them there, given out to everybody. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So so go check that out. It's like a Renaissance Fair, but it's uh, it's a Winter Renaissance Fair indoors. Cool. So if you missed the Ren Fair, go check out the Winter Fair. Yep. We'll be there. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's right. That yeah. is tomorrow. That is tomorrow. Anyway. Uh, FantasyCon's putting on the literacy through fantasy. Yep. Yeah, that one. <laughs> it's at the Viridian Center. Yeah, the Viridian yeah. It's, uh, in West the Jordan. It's, it's the library out there. It's a great program. Bring an old book and an old comic book that you have. Swap it out for something new. You know, and then you can you can spend the weekend reading a new book that you've you've never had, and it's you know no cost. You just come with an old book and trade it for something else, and yeah. you know that might be a book that someone else is really excited and been wanting to read. So it's pretty nice. The, it's the, it's a great program. The other two things we should probably mention are um, next weekend they are doing a um, Club X uh, in downtown Salt Lake. Yeah, twenty one and older uh, nightclub is doing a cosplay ball. Um, we. Uh, we're hoping to be there. Not quite sure how our schedules are going to work out, but we're hoping to be there and take some pictures and mm-hmm. cover that. 
event. They're um, wanting to do that uh, uh, monthly. They want to do that a monthly cosplay ball. And then there's oh. a charity event earlier that day at uh, at a location called Modagogo. I believe yeah. it was a art art yeah. gallery. Of, yeah, of it's sorts. a great place. Yeah. Um, so go check that out. Uh, event for charity, cosplay event for charity. Um, yeah, it's the Giving Grinch thing that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a great so, charity. Yeah, t- tons of geeky stuff going on. Yeah, no, you can. Des and Amber are doing it. We've had Amber on the show. Uh, was it just last week or a week before? Yeah, talking about that. So um, yeah, it's a good time to be a geek, geek girl in Utah. Geek There's yeah. tons of stuff going on all of it all, yeah. all yes. the time. So <laughs> it's it's just now it's acceptable, and we don't have to hide in the closets or yeah, in the basements. Yeah, never never bad time. Yeah. Yeah, that that is one of our goals uh, to, to be part of the community and uh, to kind of be a, a core part of the com- uh, community where people can go and see what's going on. And um, online on our website, ugeekmedia.com, uh, utahgeekmagazine.com, soon to be another domain that we're going to announce once it's actually official because it's not quite official yet. Okay. Um, uh, there, we have a calendar there, a Google Calendar with all the events uh, coming up. So we'll, we'll keep that updated. So if, if you're bored one weekend, there's no reason to be bored. No. There's so much stuff going on. <laughs> Go to the website, check out our calendar, and uh, you should be able to find something going on. Cool. Nice. And then uh, I guess finally is I mean, what can we expect in the in issue number three? Do, can we give us those, can we sneak peek? That's a secret. We're we're going comic book theme. Okay. So we got a couple of ideas what we want in there, but uh, it, it, the, the general theme is going to be comic books. Okay. So. All right. Well, if you need any comic books, so I have a we, giant Rubbermaid tote of sealed comic books. So if you need anything for the cover or anything like that, yeah. I'm not going to give them away. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because so, uh, I have Spider-Man issue number one through 12. I tried to get Stan Lee to sign it, but trying to get next to Stan Lee was impossible. But, yeah. Yeah. I got, yeah. So uh, are we going to be seeing any more guest editors then? Or any any special guests that we can we look forward to? We have a couple that we would really like to get, and we'll, we'll just say we have a couple that we really want to get. Oh, okay. So they're working we're, on it. We're, we're hoping we're hoping for some for some pretty good nice. guest editors, guest contributors. Cool, cool, awesome. So. All right. Yeah, that. Awesome. Very nice. So. Sweet. So you guys are geeks. Through and through, you play D&D. So we have a little segment that we do at the, towards the end of the show called the Gamer Forge, where we actually have listeners that write in their questions, uh, generally referring to D&D or role-playing games out there. So, and then what we do is we do our best to try to facilitate and give some answers to that. So do you guys want to join in on that? And if not, we make them laugh. Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to point out to you another thing. So fifth edition is over here on the shelves. Look what's on the discount table behind you. <laughs> well, what? Wait, All wait, the fourth edition wait, stuff. Wait, <laughs> it's like get it out of here. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Right. Out with the old and with the new. That's how it goes. Yeah. That's even more bad because it's it's discounted and people still won't touch it. (laughs) 
So, oh. all right. So, the next yeah, issue is out. It's available at every, almost anywhere you can find it. Almost any game store, yeah. media store, FYE. Um, any place that you're going to be. Yeah, I mean, if you're not in Utah, you know, look for them online on the Facebook page. You can download it there. Uh, because I mean, we, we do have listeners that are outside the state. You know, great information for gaming. Uh, take a look at it. See, read the seven attributes of an awesome GM. If you're thinking of being a GM, that's a great guide for you right there. Because uh, let's face it, it's not an easy task. You know, some people say, "Hey, I, I'm going to do this," and then they do it, and they're like, "Oh, I don't want to do that again." And the, yeah. the, the individual that wrote that, he's uh, he's the guy that I game with once or twice a month, and uh, he, he's one of the few people that I know who prefers to GM. Yeah, he doesn't enjoy playing. As much as he enjoys GMing, that's fun. It so is fun. there's never a question: who's going to GM this time? We, we <laughs> know we, first. <laughs> we know who it's going to be. We, nice. we, you know, he's. I mean, just read the article. Everything in there, you know. As I as I was, you know, reading over it uh, and laying it out and everything, I thought, yep, yep, yep. yep that's yep. that's him. That's Don. You know, nice. that's that's how he plays. That's that's great. great. All right. So. so you can find that out there. Uh, the Facebook page is Yuki Media, or is it? You Geek Media. So mm-hmm. take a look at that. You can download this as a PDF. Twitter yep. thing. All right. At You Geek Media. Okay. Yep. And, then, and, and of course, UtahGeekMedia.com. Yep. And then the same aspect, Craig Nibo. Check out his books Allied Peace for Zombies, Bieber's Finger, Small Town Monsters. Uh, you know, then, check out the music, you know, Funk Toast, Wasasquad. Yeah, the Pan Galactic uh, Prom Show. Prom, yeah. prom show. Yeah. I mean, there's. T- Tons of great material out there. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're winding down. We've got about 20 minutes left. So this is when we generally do the Gamer Forge. You guys are welcome to jump in. If you hear something that you want to voice in on, go right ahead. Um, so Otherwise, tink, 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 tink. I don't right. do it as well as Flickham does. No, no, no. But that's okay. <laughs> he just gives me the shrug. He's like, so, we got eh, Steve, <laughs> so Steve K wrote in. Steve Kane? K. Steve the letter K. Steve. Yep. And uh, I really don't want to read this, but I'm going to read it. What kind of check would it be to identify meat? If the characters were presented with some cubes of cooked meat, what kind of check would be necessary for them to make in order to determine what kind of animal or creature it came from? Uh, I I, I say either uh, knowledge nature or uh, health check. A health check. <laughs> Make sure you don't get a worm or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Pretty pretty straightforward, <laughs> I think. Pro- so, probably be an easy check if it was so rancid and smelly. You need a closer to the mic. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's probably more of a survival yeah, check. Make a survival I survival mean, check. And- so he he puts in here for some more content. I want the players to find a magic bag that fills with cubes of cooked meat that appear to be ham, but is actually cubes of human flesh, with some way for them to eventually find out that they've been eating people all this time without knowing it. Now we're we're crossing the line into something else entirely, though. Um, They they, they do say pork is very similar to (laughs) human flesh, so that might be... Who are they? Yeah, who who is they? They, That's what they say. The the general they. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, um, I, oh, I, I uh, watched uh, this movie, uh, the movie The Book of Eli with uh, Denzel Washington. And there's a scene where, they, where they're captured by cannibals. And, you know, one of the things that they go through, that, they, that he notices about them is that they have the shakes when they're serving them. And that's one of the things that happens when you consume human flesh because human flesh has... It's also the typical thing that happens when you make one particular genus eat, eat its own genus. That's what yeah. happened with mad cow diseases. They were feeding cows to other cows. Oh, wow. And that was what get, was giving them the shakes. Hmm. What? Well, so then you give them poultry. We're not eating chicken at your mom's house. So that, but yeah, um, I, think, I, think, I think that's what actually happens when you eat human flesh. You contract encephalitis, yeah. your brain. Yeah. Okay, so uh, just... You need to tell your mom that the chicken that keeps running into the wall, got to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, knock that off. And definitely don't feed that one to the In Idaho. Yeah. She lives in Idaho. So. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Is that mad chicken disease? Yeah. Yeah. So I just have to say this. As a fellow DM, what the heck are you thinking? That is morbid. Wow. Stephen K., you need to go see. A, <laughs> yeah, no. You need help. Um, Not really. Wow. I mean, I get under. <laughs> no. That, 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 that's that's what the the general they have said that I have heard. Okay. Well, human human flesh is for decades, or I don't know how long, but I just pulled that out of my rear end. Um, <laughs> it's it's been referred to as long pig or long pork. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a term wow. for it, and so... Okay, well, um, I think we're done with this one. <laughs> wow. I could yeah, I could understand if it was, like, random meat, like chicken or ham or whatever, but... Yeah, ugh. I think... That would yeah, be a hot dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> random meat. All right. Yes. Yeah, I'm... Oh. So we got uh, right in from Jonathan Soho. Yeah, that's a big, much bigger problem, I yeah. think, than just checking your meat. Yeah. John, so... Jonathan Soho writes in, how perceptive are elves, or are trancing elves? Uh, trance, uh, so elves don't need to sleep. Instead, they meditate deeply, remaining semi-conscious for four hours a day. The common word for such meditation is trance. While meditating, you can dream after a fashion. Such dreams are actual mental exercises. They have become reflective throughout years of practice. After resting in this way, you gain the same benefits that a human does after eight hours of sleep. Uh, is it true, and is that different than the way other races are when they sleep? So, so I'm guessing he's wondering if they're in this trance state, and if someone busts in, would they wake up immediately? Would they be, or would they still be in that state? I'm. That's what I'm kind of guessing because he's not very clear. Ah. That's a good question. I don't. I don't recall that ever being laid out specifically in. Uh, no. In any of the rules. Yeah, I mean, I guess using fifth edition because it's the you know the current, I guess the most current example that we have. I would probably still allow, like me personally, I would allow like a perception check to notice, but with disadvantage, because you are in a not fully conscious state. But what if they're they're a warrior? Because you know they kind of have that warrior attunement that is still something... the same. My okay. question is is, is 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 he is he asking for for the purposes of a surprise check? I'm I'm Whether guessing he, again or, he, guess he's not very clear. But you're still yeah. Actually, it it, it probably 
in any of the parties I ever played with where there was someone that tranced, that was always the person that stayed awake during the night and everybody else slept. Mm-hmm. So the the question probably is, is trance breaking a rule somewhere with the, you know, who has first watch, second watch, third watch? Mm-hmm. Well, the person who doesn't sleep obviously gets all the watches. Yeah. Well, maybe that person should get a disadvantage or a minus two or a minus four to his perception check. I think it's a totally valid point. Yeah, no, it is. Because he's probably exhausted. I, I, well, what I want to know is, does a half-elf need only six hours of sleep? Um, <laughs> does it have to? So because... Because humans need it. Because it's between eight and four, yeah. it's probably... probably would, it be, would it be six hours of sleep or six hours of trance? Or could he have three hours of trance and three hours of sleep? Yeah. <laughs> Split the diff. It was. It did. <laughs> All right. So, do we have an answer for this, really? I I like your idea. Where of, me, do a, a perception check. Yeah. Because... If I were the GM and that was proposed to me... I'd say a, a small penalty or a disadvantage would be totally appropriate. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. All right. Yeah. Unless it's somewhere in the rules, but <clears throat> I don't know, think sometimes we just throw those out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. And it, I guess, and it also depends on. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Then there you go. Then there you go. That would be. All right. Mm-hmm. So, let's uh, move on to. It looks like we only have one more. Okay. Wow. So Dallas Gaming Group. Oh, writing back. really? I know. So, hey guys, thanks for all your input on the emails from our group. Everything worked out well, and they defeated the Lich. The cleric sacrificed his life to pull off a spell that was able to pull the Lich's soul into the, an item, and they are now hoping to return the cleric, uh, return the item to the cleric's order to have the Lich destroyed. Keep up the good work. We're loving tonight's show. Please let me know where I can find a copy of Bieber's Finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. There's only ten of them. There's, <laughs> there's only ten <laughs> fingers. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was a really good one. And unfortunately, the main character already has one. So well, well, you're bound technically to nine. eight and two thumbs. Two <laughs> thumbs aren't really fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Digits. Get there. Eh, if you get a thumb, we'll we'll fudge it a little. <laughs> so we're done with that. Yeah. Really? So the. So I'm, I'm kind of curious. So they say that they were able to pull the Lich of Soul. So they basically moved a Lich of Soul from one phylactery to another? So apparently he... They went, the, they went the, to a phylactery the, factory? The cleric that was having a <laughs> moral dilemma ahead. that yeah. could not cast spells, sacrificed his life, and uh, pulled off a spell that saved the day. Apparently. Well, that's cool. I mean, that's, it's, it sounds like it was a nice dramatic story. Great way to end it. Yeah. Hopefully the GM will allow the next character to arrive with some sort of either extra fanfare or perhaps some sort of uh, statistical bonus. <laughs> or not start at level Something one. Like <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, it was it wasn't the spe- it wasn't the cleric. It was another player complaining yeah. that. The cleric was getting boned. Yeah, that's, 
That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe I'm hoping for the best. Well, they said they said it ended well, so I'm guessing it was on the good spectrum, not just the giant middle finger to God. So we, we yeah. got a, a cup half empty and a cup half full thing going on right now, right? Pretty much. Okay. Cups are always full. Yes. <laughs> There's something in it. There's always something occupying the space. Yes. So then, uh, so going back to the whole uh, phylactery thing, though, I'm yeah. kind of I'm kind of curious though, like what sort of purpose does that serve? to leave one phylactery completely undestroyed and then just ba- basically making a completely different one? Does that, like, I'm wondering, does that, like, uh, contain it? Is it like the Ghostbusters trap? I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I, I'm having to think that they've recently read Bob Salvatore's book. Because, and the only reason I say that is because in Rise of the King, they cast a cl- cleric spell that is able to literally suck a lich into a magical item. Now, the magical item breaks... Yeah, but they're able to do that. Uh, so I'm wondering if that kind of inspired it. Yeah. 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 Okay, I see. Yeah. So they had to create something yeah. that allowed it. To yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Because they probably couldn't find the philactrophy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh. Technically, no. It, they could do it. Well, it depends on the spell. So I, I'm, I'm assuming the spell they used is the correct one. It actually removes the soul from the phylactrophy, and now the new phylactrophy is the item. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's if they, they that's did it right. That's pseudo-realistic, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they did it right, but that's okay. We don't know. So. <laughs> yes. So I, we're out of Gamer Forge stuff, so we can just move back to talking with these guys and have some fun. Ten minutes. All right, ten minutes. Ten right. minutes to create total chaos and mayhem. Go. Oh. The one hundred. We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> no, no, no. We 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 just barely finished the first season on Netflix. Yes. Yeah, yeah we did too. Unfortunately. The un- unfortunately, in my opinion, the only thing good on CW is Arrow and The Flash. So I've <laughs> hello. Yeah. All right. So I've actually got something I just you know really like to get in uh, and really vote. So uh, the guys at the, the Desert Bus, uh, mm-hmm. Grant uh, Grant, Stark, Grant Stark, Stark, we had him last. Uh, Graham Stark, we had him on last uh, last year. They have actually been doing their uh, Desert Bus for Hope. They actually started a week early. There is. Two hours left in this pledge drive. They've been going for 152 hours. They have 156 hours to uh, to make. They've raised over $580,000. So if you guys want to get some last donations in, just to, it goes to a good cause, head over to uh, desertbus.org 
and uh, you know watch them you know do their final countdown uh, to the end of this because it is it is an awesome thing to watch what happened. They have beaten last year's record, how much they uh, made, and you know help out. Thank you. And then next week, go to the Giving Grinch. Hey, charity's abound. Yeah, charity. It is. Wow. And now we're going to not talk about dead grandpas and talk about something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do we have anything else to talk about? Everyone's uh, suddenly quiet. It's crazy. Yes. Yes. Actually, geek news item. Yeah, yes. a geek news item here. And I already closed up my laptop, so I'll just hurry and pull it up in quick form. So, uh see here. Paul Greengrass, uh director of the Born Ultimatum has finally been secured as the director of the film adaptation of George Orwell's 1984. Wow. So teaming up with uh, Scott Rudin, the two of them worked together on... Uh, Isn't that like comics. 30 years late, though? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're closest. Um, <laughs> but uh, Rudin and Greengrass last worked together on uh, uh, Captain Phillips, starring Tom Hanks. And no casting decisions have been made as of yet. They've all, they've only just got, they just barely got Greengrass on as a director. I know if you had to read it, I had to read it. I had to suffer through this horrible book, but it was called The Sniper. And it was about a guy that basically just randomly shot these endangered cats at a, uh, a uh, like a animal sanctuary in Idaho. It's just horrible. The story goes absolutely nowhere. And I'm more than positive they're going to try to make something. A flux capacitor. Have you ever wanted a flux capacitor? Because uh, you now can get one it built in your watch. Yeah. So uh, if you run 88 miles per hour. Yep. If you can run 88 <laughs> miles per hour, you're going to see some serious. <laughs> so uh, because we, as we're inching closer to the 30th anniversary of uh, Back to the Future, they're actually releasing uh, a watch that the face of uh, it. Lights light up and everything. It is a flux capacitor uh, with a very accurate uh, replica. And not only that, you can plug it into your U- USB charger, and underneath has the the, the date and and the time, and it looks just like the panel. So, so I've I've seen on uh, social media the last few days with uh, so, yeah with uh, 2015 coming up, which does it call the subway? Like those bank things, you put your money in the thing and you put it in the tube. Yeah, transport humans that way, right? Are, are, are you sure you're not oh, thinking wow. of the Jetsons? Right. You know the Jetsons, old tube, he got in and went to work? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like something like that. What are those that, that would actually be really, really cool. Get in that canister and there's a sucker mm-hmm. there for you. Yep. Yeah. And it'll suck us through like in Futurama. We just go... <laughs> 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 yeah, no, this go is ahead. good though. It's just one last thing. No, no you're fine. One, one, one more shameless plug for the, for the Utah Geek magazine. Absolutely. Uh, we're we're always looking for uh, talented contributors to join our team. So uh, we're looking for ad sales and marketing, consulting, distribution, content writing, video produ- production, 
photography, cosplay models, graphic design, and uh, artists. So if you're any of those things, yeah, lot, lots. And I, I, of course, I had to read that for my list. Um, if you're if you're uh, interested in uh, volunteering some time to support an awesome magazine to uh, uh, become a uh, uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a part of the geek community here in Utah. Uh, look us up and send us an email. Very nice. Yes. All right. Well, with that said, we've got three minutes left. Three minutes Any left. other last minute? Anything, Craig? You want to drop in? Hey, uh, you know, I'm cool. If you're a creative person out there, make sure you put together something within your spectrum of passion and get it out there where people can see it. I don't care if you ride or paint or restore cars. Just make sure you dig in and, and get that project done. Good. Well, it's November, right? So it's NaNoWriMo. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So. That's, I know a few people that are going for it, getting that novel down in 30 days. <laughs> I just got to get past Chapter 6. I always get stuck at Chapter 6. Uh, skip to Chapter 7. No, just skip, skip <laughs> the missing chapter. <laughs> chapter 7. <laughs> this book will not have Chapter 6. Sorry. I'll have it's to like try that. It's like 4.13. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it is like 4. So. Yeah. Sweet. Oh, happy birthday. You can do it after the show. Cake. Ooh. We're, we're, we're moving the party over to her house. Yep. All right. Any any other last items on the table? Oh, that reminds me. We will not be doing a show next week. Uh, it will be pre-recorded. It's, uh, we're doing the show. It's called titled DCR Gives Thanks, and it is... All the celebrity interviews that we've done that is on our YouTube channel over this last year, uh, we've edited those, put those together, so you're going to hear a lot of great interviews. Uh, there's a lot of drops and some plugs in there with us. There's some great stuff that uh, we're rolling out for 2015 soon. And uh, that will be. And then the following week, we'll have Johnny Worthen uh, come on the show talking about his new uh, book. And if you want to see him, he's going to be in Hawaiian tie-dye. So... Always yep. is. So, with that said, we're out of here. That's right. So, again, very special thank you to Craig Naibo. Check out his book. Uh, found at bookstores everywhere. You can also find him on uh, craignaibo.com, right? And then find uh, and then uh, make sure to check out the latest issue of You Geek Magazine on shelves now. Yeah. It's free, so there's no excuse not to get it. You can just pick it up, and it's yours. It's not like you're stealing. <laughs> so, just, don't just take the cover. Take the whole thing. Yeah, take, yeah. Yeah, take the whole thing, please. <laughs> yes. So... Uh, so until next time, good night, Salt Lake. Good night, world. And as always, please get more from your game. The K-12, dude. You make a gnarly run like that, and girls will get sterile just looking at you. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>